Welcome to the Primal Priestess Podcast. I'm Hannah, your host. Thank you for being here and for tuning into this very important series, The Free Birth of a Father. The intention of this series is for men to explore their own fears, blocks, and their expansion of becoming a father in the free birth realm while supporting their wild, primal birthing women. A stigma I've seen among men early on this path is that the supportive free birth husband is a specific type of man and a worry that he may not be that man. In this series, we will be highlighting a handful of men from all varying backgrounds and lifestyles, what their journey was like, how the birth unfolded, and how it's played out into their marriage. This first episode will be my husband and I, and after that, the series will take a life of its own and will be fully men-centered and men-led as I step back and Mason interviews the free birth fathers. This episode is appropriately named I can't feel safe with you if you don't feel safe with me. In today's chat, Mason and I discuss the free birth of our son, the comparison to our hospital experience with our first, what it's like to claim your manhood and birth, and how this experience totally shifted and expanded our marriage, and more importantly, our sex life. Enjoy. Mason, why don't you go ahead and give yourself a little brief introduction. Okay, so I obviously am Mason. I work construction for a living. I'm a carpenter and I do dirt work. So I drive big excavators and do finish work and siding and just, just about everything involved with building a house. I like to spend as much time outside as I can. I like to go disc golf. I like to go snowboarding. I like to play baseball. Grew up playing baseball my whole life. And it's basically any opportunity I can get outdoors and do something, no matter what season it is, I like to do it. Like cars, if I had more time in my life, <laughs> I'd work on my project car outside, but it just don't doesn't really call for that right now. A lot of couples like us started out living pretty normal mainstream lives. You know, nine to five jobs, we went to bars, you know, went on hikes and camping and go to concerts, kind of lived in the city. We weren't really doing anything quote unquote alternative or like wild or primal. Like that really wasn't a part of our realm at this point. But I knew, you know, just based on who I was, I knew that when we did become parents, I'd want to do it more naturally. I remember telling you, that I wanted to homeschool our babies even before we had. Right. I remember you saying that. I did not like or agree with it. And I was like, yeah, no, our kid's not going to be a weirdo. (laughs) But else that's just the way I thought because I had no better understanding or perspectives. Yeah. What about when we did get pregnant and I told you I wanted to have a home birth? Let's go over that. Briefly. Well, I can't exactly recall the first time because it was a couple years ago, five. (laughs) And, um, but I definitely could tell you just based on knowing who I was at the time that I wasn't super excited about it. I think I've obviously first was hesitant and scared and hesitant and scared came out as probably just some refusal. I didn't know. You didn't even let me know. I think I told you I wanted to have a home birth with a midwife, and you just were like, okay. 
And it's been such a big reveal as we've been talking about this this past couple of weeks that you actually were afraid. I had no idea. Yeah. No, I think it was especially at the time we were kind of earlier in our relationship that it was one of those things where I wasn't going to tell you, like, no, I'll still in much more of the, like, the pleaser energy yeah. of being in a relationship with you. So you just held those fears to yourself? Yeah, I think I held those fears to myself. And even before we got pregnant, I think I probably had some sort of thought to where it was like, well, that's so far out. Like, I don't have to think about it yet. Yeah, and then I was pregnant and having a baby. Yeah. And you just, like, got over it, I guess? Well, like, I think even, even back then, because we didn't have the types of talks that we have now, especially about things like this. Yeah. But I think even back then I knew it was important. Not to me. I mean, I, not understanding that it was important to me as well, but knowing how important it would, would be to you because of how strongly you felt about you wanting to do it. Yeah, I think I was showing you like a dozen home birth videos a week. In my brain, I was like... Well, like a day. <laughs> a day. I was like, he's got to be cool with this. Like, this is the only way... And it's so funny because I think women do this. We're like, maybe if I just show them a bunch of videos, which I, maybe the videos were actually even more intimidating, but... Um, maybe at first, yeah. Because it was like, also leading up to that, I had never just like seen a woman giving birth. Yeah. Literally at all. And then I'm sending you a few a day on Instagram. <laughs> well, yeah, like, and then it, all it is is TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't ever actually see anything and it's all fake and it's just intense, but like seeing just random women just like giving birth was very odd for me at first yeah. <laughs> and then it was just like being bombarded with it it was like an exposure dump exposure dump that caused like a desensitization to the shock of seeing birth i mean most people don't see birth most men yeah don't see birth they don't ever they just know that it's, I think there's like a really common thing. And that is, you know, I pulled the community and the biggest, the biggest fears amongst the men was like, well, like the woman's going to die. You know, my, my wife might die. And that was probably the biggest fear that you held too. It was. Yeah. And I mean, I know one of the other common fears is what if the baby dies. But honestly, I mean, yeah, nobody wants their baby to die. I get it. It's mm -hmm. sad. It's a tragic thing to go through, but... It was not near the uh, the level of fear that I was for losing you. Because mm. we can make another baby, but can't make another you. I had just decided that we were going to free, free birth this baby. Right. And really commonly in the free birth world, there's this whole attitude. And it's like, it's everywhere. It's like, yeah, well, like, fuck him. It's not his body. It's not his choice. Right. And that's how I felt. And honestly, it's kind of how I still feel. But I do think it's not collaborative and it's not helpful for when a man has very legitimate fears and concerns. Like, we can't just be like, yeah, well, screw you. I'm doing what I want. Like, that's that's a marriage runner right there. I think there's got to be a middle ground. Yeah. Um, well, I think there was something. There was the, like, 
can't say specifics and give examples, but I know for a fact that there was times where you had said some things along those lines. Yeah. Of like, well, it doesn't fucking matter because this is like it's this is happening. It's it's my experience. Yeah. I think you, yeah, maybe like without like sounding selfish about it or unkind or un considerate, inconsiderate, <laughs> unconsiderate, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, no, you said it in ways that you really kind of outlined that it was your experience. Like, yeah, I, I can be there and be a part of the experience with you and witness your experience, but it's not me going through a birth, I'm like giving birth. I'm not channeling whatever needs to be channeled. Yeah, and you did hold fears, but it seems like it seems like there was like almost an option for you where it was like, okay, either like it was your fears could have either like destroyed our marriage or like strengthened in our marriage and gotten us closer. Yeah. And like, I think you chose, you know, I mean, you know what you chose. Why don't you speak to that? Well, yeah. And I think it goes to, it should be said too, that like just the way I handle emotions too, is a lot more internal mm-hmm. and I like to process them my own way before I, decide to speak about them and process them with you. Like I like to create my own base before I enter the conversation like that. And so I think that kind of has to do with this too, where it was like, I could hear, I could hear you and your concerns. Because with Oakley, it was like, yeah, I was scared. And like I said earlier, I was in like the pleaser stage Mm. where I would just be like, yeah, I'll go along with it externally, not be super excited about it internally. Um, But you, but I trust you. I know you and I know as much as you do like to make decisions and fly by the seat of your pants and listen to your intuition. uh, I didn't fully feel like I could be guided by that. You know what I mean? Back then, but obviously I've seen what you can do and what your intuitions, where they lead us. And so I can see. So first time around, I was more hesitant and I don't know, it's hard to remember exactly how I felt five years ago. Um, but the second time around, I knew that that first experience could never be the experience again. Mm. Um, and at first I think I was more prepared for it to just be a home birth. And then you started bringing, and I was, I was totally okay with that because eventually I got to that point mm-hmm. with Oakley and then it, it didn't end up being a home birth. And so that way I was like, okay, I definitely want to have it be a home birth next time. And I thought that meant with like a midwife and stuff, for whatever reason, I still trusted that system yeah. to work. But over time, yeah, you had brought up free birth. Yeah, I think, again, I had just, like, the general apprehensions that most men have of being afraid of death, mm-hmm. whether it be baby or mom, mama. And uh, I think after just talking over and over again with you, just, like, about things and feelings and understandings, it was clear to me that I didn't actually have a choice. Like energetically I didn't have a choice like it it needed to be that way Mm -hmm. and I could sense that it was going to either like you said it was either going to play out 
and whatever happened happened and we can live with that or it's going to be like a lifetime in a marriage full of unspoken resentments and really just not healthy dynamics not that like i think you're that type of person who would do something like like not that that's a type of person but it's a real but i love i know and it's a real like real thing i had to free birth this baby yeah and if you would have like really put your foot down at it like i would have never that would have been you telling me like that my intuition is wrong that my body is wrong that my desires are wrong i would have never felt safe or comfortable with you or really been able to expand our marriage in any way right and I, and i know me like i have opinions and some strong some not mm-hmm. and i like to believe that i'm like aware enough to understand if my opinions are rooted in fact or emotion mm-hmm. and so i think the longer we we would get to talk the more i'd realize like okay my like my reasons for being on this island don't actually exist yeah. like they're I, just things that i'm like kind of creating i can remember i i think you and i definitely did the like the death dance where you're like yeah well like what if you die and i'm like name all the ways name all of the actual medical complications yeah and you were like uh uh <laughs> yeah. and i'm like name all the ways the baby can die and yeah. you're like uh right like you don't even know you're just like well it could happen yeah and i think that's always where like i'm like cool well i'm more likely to die getting in my car and driving to a restaurant tonight or to the grocery store so like why are we not taking the same precautions like should we drive with a surgeon in the car just in case i need you know, like just in case something yeah. happens and right. realizing that the fear really isn't about death. It's that you don't actually, it's about the unknown. And it's also about the, the freaking responsibility. Yeah. I was going to say fear of the unknown and fear of responsibility of being the soul mm. thinking. I, oh, I think the big part is thinking that you are the sole provider, the sole caretaker. You think you have to step into the role of midwife and doctor and, OB, like, you don't. Like, it's not. And then I think that yeah, our conversations went everywhere, obviously, surrounding all these topics leading up to it. And the more and more we talked, the more I realized, and the more that you straight up told me, that, like, my involvement there would be minimal. Like, Yeah, you're in, not my midwife. That's yeah. not, I never wanted you to come in and be my savior. Like, if I wanted someone to be my savior, I would have hired a midwife. Right. And I think the more and more we talked, the more and more that I actually sat with that. I was like, okay. It started to feel better for me. And I was more open to it. And, I, yeah, like we've talked in the past before, I think even up to, like, the day before you gave birth, those fears still mm-hmm. laid dormant within me but weren't really at the surface. Um, but for whatever reason, the day of, it was just like, like all of those things were just like in some side room in the house. Yeah. And like that morning I just like went in and turned the light off and closed the door. And I was like, okay, like, see you guys. Mm. Like, yeah, you guys don't need to be here anymore. Yeah. And, uh, more so that I, you know, it was like, a, I fucking put them on the front door and kicked <laughs> them out. Like it, I didn't just, I didn't turn a light off and yeah. put them in a closet. Like, no, I think it, it like, just, they left, they were gone. I didn't even have to kick them out. They just flew away. And, um, that, cause it was that morning 
like everything was gone. Like all those fears for, I just felt super. Your primal nature kicks in. I don't yeah. think dudes realize that I guess so, yeah. the hormones, like women are excreting an insane amount of hormones when they're in labor. And like you pick up on them, your, your pheromones pick up and you go into protector mode. You go into per, like literal, like man protecting the space mode. I always explain this to women. I'm like, you are like this gorilla, right? If you think about the gorilla's birthing, I see the woman in like the center and the dad isn't there like helping her. He is like making a perimeter around her. And he is, like, fiercely protecting it. And he's actually not focusing on her at all. But he's like, this is my space to protect. Mm -hmm. And when you don't invite anyone else into that space, it's actually really fucking easy to protect it. Yeah. There was a weird calmness that overtook me that I'm not sure I've ever even, like, felt again. Mm. It it, It was like a calmness. It was like a clarity of just being there. And I told you, it was like, I felt like my only job of that day was to like hold, hold the joy of the day and dispense the joy in little doses here and there as much as I could, or at least, I don't know, hold the joy at the yeah. very least. So, because I knew there would be a lot of intensity and... And I wanted that intensity, right? Yeah, not a bad intensity. Like, intensity isn't always necessarily a bad thing. I remember it's a intense moment. I remember us talking about that after and I mean for months leading up to the birth I was like I want to be wrecked. I'm going to be decimated. Like this birth is going to be so intense. It's going to be painful and like I'm so excited. I'm ready for it to move through me. Right. And so like you saw me literally like I was like in labor screaming and crying out and like totally primal wild animal yeah you're just in the video you're just smiling (laughs) you're just looking at me smiling well you know like (laughs) i'm thinking of it now like a good way to describe it is like i felt like the shaman on like an ayahuasca trip like this person that i'm watching is about to go through some shit and like that's what they're supposed to do so i'm just gonna be here for them that's like a really beautiful, like masculine archetype to step into too, is the shaman, like the yeah. space holder, the one who can like witness that and realize that it's not their job to to do anything to save, that. right? Because what would you do if you, you know, were the shaman of an actual ayahuasca trip? You're not gonna come in and be like, Oh my god, let me stop it for you. You're like Yeah, I can't be like you don't want someone to try to stop it for you, or like if you're freaking out, you don't need someone to stand there and be like, You're okay, you can do it. You got this. You got this. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> oh my God. I would have lost my shit. No, you just literally just backed up. And like, I feel like you brought me. You left brought you alone. You, yeah, you left me alone. Every few hours, you brought me some water and like a piece of cheese. Yep, some salami. I remember eating wet cheese in the in the wet warm cheese in the birth tub. And I was like, I don't want it. And you were like, you have to eat it. Because that was. That was the one job I gave you. I was like, I have to keep my blood sugar up and I need you every two hours to put something with protein into my mouth and some water. That was like your sole job. So let's talk about, let's talk about the birth a little bit more. Yeah. um, 
I think, I mean, we just kind of went through it, but maybe speeding, speeding forward towards the end, the moments leading up, this is actually, this is really beautiful, you guys. Mason and I have never really talked about this in the way I'm about to ask him. So hmm. it's like a very authentic, yeah, on the fly uh, yeah, an on the fly, authentic moment and conversation that we're recording, but the moments leading up to Elijah being born. I'm in the birth tub. I'm in a deep squat, um, just drenched in sweat, pushing like hell. And I knew you were going to get in the birth tub. And I remember looking at you. I didn't ever ask you. I remember looking at you and being like, when is he going to get in? And you got in and he was born one minute later. And to this day, I'm like, how did you know it was time to get in the tub? Do you even know? <laughs> um, probably a little bit and also a little bit no. A little bit yes, a little bit no. Because I think there was, I mean, obviously my role there was just to be there and observe. And I think just in my observations, it's kind of just being like, like, yeah, she's going through it, like, all day she's going through it. But there must have been some change in the way you were just presenting yourself. Vocalizing. Vocalizing and just, like, literal, literally the energy in the room. Just being like, something's different. Like, I'm going to get in. Mm, you just knew. Yeah. Why is that so hard for men? To trust that that moment's going to happen. That they're just going to know. Because it's not guaranteed. You know? Yeah. Some people might not fully get that. True. But oftentimes you will. If you just really can be present. If they don't get it, maybe it's not meant to be though, right? Right. Maybe that is it. Right. You got in that tub and I was just like... Finally, <laughs> because I when I saw you get in the tub, it was like an energetic dance. Like there was no talking between us. Hmm. I think I like told you air. That's the one thing air, and you open the window, and but like there was no talking, and you just knew exactly what to do. You were picking up on it so beautifully, and you got into the tub. And yeah, why don't you tell us about catching your son? It was cool, you know, because I didn't get to do it with Oakley, even though I thought that I would. Um, it just didn't happen. And I think it was one of those experiences that, like, I knew I was lacking and that I wanted mm. to get, uh, that I really wanted to make sure at least more so happened this time than last because I was just going off of what you were doing in a sense. And, like, if you were going to be right there and you were going to catch him, I wasn't going to, like, intercept him <laughs> you know i would have let you catch him if that's what was going to play out to be but you were so calm i can still like i mean once again it's a psychedelic trip right and so i can still remember it though but i remember just seeing you you're just smiling patient and calm and i just was like i knew i didn't need to catch him and so i remember mm-hmm. i put like both hands behind me to like mm-hmm. hold my hips up and his little head popped out you, yeah. you got to see him first, too. Like, yeah. you saw him before I saw him. Well, yeah, that's cool because, yeah, obviously, 
I was in there and just kind of just hanging out, just waiting. And, um, yeah, he, I, it was crazy just to watch <laughs> because I definitely didn't get that view even remotely close last time because I was up by your face. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. But no, I was right there and I saw him kind of like coming out a little bit and going back in. Like, just like the little crown of his head. We call it turtling in the dark world. Yes, I saw him him turtling. And then, yeah, at some point, his head popped out, like, to, like, about his neck. Mm -hmm. And he did a full, just like, did like a full 180. I I could feel it. It was wild. he was face down and went face up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was was wild. I was like, oh, shit. That was crazy. But, yeah, and then he kind of was just there. He was there for a good minute, just snuck out. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, did you like feel like rushed at all? That's like, I think that's like a, a really bit. rushed moment. For a little a bit, people. but you being who you are anticipated that. And yeah. I feel like even like the few months leading up before the birth, you'd showed me all sorts of different home birth videos where like the baby is half in, half out mm-hmm. for like a solid little bit. Yeah. And so that got me more comfortable with being able to check, okay, like. Baby's here. Baby's underwater. Mm-hmm. Baby's chilling. Like, so. And then just like pop. He just like, oh, I remember that. After he did his turn, he chilled. Yeah. And then it was just like chill, chill, chill. And then he just yeah. like slid right out. That was so easy. That the yeah. rest of the body, I was like, I got the big old head out. Well, it's interesting too. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> yeah he's a he, he has a big old head. Um, but. It was also just like an odd moment too, because it's like, well, there's, there's the baby, like, you know, just getting to see the baby and not knowing yeah. who they were, whether even if it was boy, boy or girl. girl, just there's just a baby. Mm. But I know it's not done yet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then just, I don't want not pulling him out, catching him. Yeah. Um, but also with just like the cord and like the release of just like your blood and everything else like it was hard to like kind of see him so i was like i caught him and pretty slowly and pretty immediately i feel like brought him up yeah and just gave him right to you oh yeah i just reached out and pulled him to my chest i think i said i made a penis (laughs) yeah not so (laughs) glorious a little more oh it felt glorious (laughs) in the moment i just saw i didn't look at his face i just saw like just dick and balls that was it and i was like that was the trippiest i was like this whole penis and scrotum just came out of my body it was wild like what yeah Yeah. and then it was like i mean essentially we had the postpartum like you know the placenta and the cleanup but like and then it was it and it was it and it was so nice yeah it was so nice to just like be home and there and not have to like be bombarded by doctors and even just like other people and midwives or whatever. Yeah. And to just walk right to the bed that we sleep in every day and lay down comfortably. Right. That's the thing I don't think anyone really gets is like just to have your baby and then just to get right into your bed and just go to sleep as a family. Yeah. And how chill that is in comparison to yeah, I guess now this is a great time. Let's compare some of that to the first experience. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and what it was like to, you, you mentioned it earlier, just to sit up next to my face while I was pushing a baby out and to meet him or to meet our daughter, the first birth in the hospital in such a different way. Yeah, like I'm, it's very different experiences, obviously. And there's a lot of different reasons. It's a different experience. And I think they all kind of work together. But the big one being that it was in the hospital where I felt like a child, like powerless, who couldn't do anything, couldn't say anything, couldn't ask anything, literally just had no authority in the hospital, which is not the way you want to enter fatherhood. It's feeling like you don't have any authority. Yeah. It's, it's not. Like you need someone to tell you, you need someone to tell you what to do and when to hold your baby. Well, no, it's not that you need that. It's that someone is doing it. Yeah. Someone is doing it. Mm -hmm. And if you say anything else, they'll give you all of their prescription pad of why you're wrong. Like they'll, yeah. And why it doesn't matter what you think. Do you feel like those two stories? So yeah, you have this hospital story, feeling like a like a kid, like a little boy almost, like powerless. And then you've got this story of you being like the the big man in the room, the protector, the provider, protecting the home and and your people in it. Do you feel like those played into your fathering? differently in the way the first months fathering were that's kind of what i was saying where i feel like there's a lot of different like perspectives on why they're so much different i think obviously it was one because the hospital and that the feelings that are surrounding that but also i think there is the whole becoming a father for the first time versus having a second kid because i didn't become a father with eli i already was a father right but there's definitely a different, because I think if we would have gone through that same experience, there would have been the fallout, so to say, afterwards, kind of like we have with Oakley, where you went through a lot of stuff, and yeah. I didn't feel fully integrated. Like, there was a long time, like, where I feel like, almost like, even though it was like right there, like, Oakley, like, wasn't, like, my Oh, I kid. felt the same way. Yeah. I felt like they, like, gifted, the hospital, like, gifted us her. Yeah. It was so weird. Right. With all the circumstances surrounding it, it didn't help, too. But I didn't and realize that until after Eli was born. Yeah. Until after having the second so experience. So I still had a little bit of, like, that disconnect. Not, like, disconnect, but I don't know. It's just, like, interesting because, like, with fresh newborn baby, it's, like, it's you. It's you and him. Yeah, totally. And so, and so there was still, like, that feeling, but I think that's normal. Yeah. To a degree. And, um, no, it's, it's helped a lot. It's hard to really draw distinct lines because of those reasons though. First time father versus second kid. Yeah. But there was a lot more, like I did feel more like proud, you know, of you and just of our family yeah. to be like, no, we did this. Like we didn't, it didn't get taken from like the experience didn't get taken and turned into something else. And I think just to be able to look back and know that, yeah, I did, I did man up. I did take the, I did take the lead. I did, I did hold the responsibility as much as it's like, that's what men are afraid of is the responsibility. It's like, no, I accepted it and took it on. And 
even though I did like nothing, I could say to a degree that I conquered it. You did. You know, it's like no you one's going to... <laughs> no, I think you but... did too. That's, I mean, that's the... There's a lot of spaces for me to center my story. This is really about you, and I really see it as like, no one's going to like hold your hand and tell you when it's, you know, ask you to man up. Like, and if you, you know, if that is what's happening, then is it really even manning up? Right. <laughs> no, manning yeah. up is... It's doing it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, making that fucking choice. But yeah, and I do, I do think it, it kind of plays a different role too of being a father of two and having that experience after the first one. It's like a redemption to a degree. And it just like gives you more confidence in knowing that you can handle your family because you can handle the bringing of them in, in a sense. Yeah, I remember after we, after the birth, like sitting with you and being like, yeah, actually no one can tell us fucking anything. Like, (laughs) like no one knows what's best for us at all. Yeah. We just, do you know, I remember being like, we just did that. That was insane. Like, it was an insane fire walk. And I, the mm-hmm. way I really compare the two, in my mind, is like the first felt like something that happened to us. Right. And the second felt like an initiation that we both, like a sacred initi- initiation that we both went through like yeah. willingly and that we conquered. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it would be crazy to see what would have happened to us if we got that the first go around. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would have, what the course would have. Well, we wouldn't be here today doing this because I think I had to, I think we had to have those experiences, right? But also I think that's like a big thing. Okay. So we'll circle like another one of the really big topics when I pulled my community was a lot of dudes are like, well, let's just do like the first one with midwives and then we'll see, we'll see about the next one. And it's like. Yeah, I guess, what would you have to say on that? For a woman that who wants to free birth. That you just need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to shut up and you need to man up. And just not get in the way, not hold your woman back. Because, so that, yeah, that's, that's a good segue into one thing that I've thought about. And we've talked about a little bit too, was... Um, there's all the what ifs mm. and like how often do what ifs come true, but like are you more willing to live with the reality of a what if coming true or the true definite reality of what will happen between your dynamic if you just choose to put your foot down and not do this? Mm. Like is is the potential for some small chance disaster worth basically foiling your marriage for yeah like, i think that's something that the, the men don't realize too like I'll, I'll refer back to the pulling the community where it was just like these women are like yeah like i see my husband like my husband doesn't doesn't support me i see him as less of a man i don't want to have sex with him i don't feel safe with him i don't feel like he can fully like ooh, this is where we get into the juicy stuff right like you you can't even i'm gonna call it out you can't even, like, trust her intuition to, like, open and birth a baby. Like, how are you going to be able to hold her most powerful orgasm? Yeah. Like, she's not going to, she's like, you can't even, you don't even feel safe with me doing this really natural biological thing, yet you want to, like, take me to 
you want to like meet have like this massive fantasy and like give me these orgasms like you can't even work through your own fears to give me what I want for this one thing that has nothing to do with you right well I think too I think that's a lot of words to say <laughs> I always have a lot of words <laughs> I think that's a lot of words to say I can't feel safe with you if you don't feel safe with me oh thank you Maybe that's what we should call this <laughs> podcast episode. I like it. Yeah. Maybe. I think we should talk about about that. Um, about that safety. You know, and everything. That was a, the, when I did the poll, there was a lot of questions about sex and how free birth and husband support or lack of affects your sex life postpartum. Um, and the numbers were astounding um shocking. shocking yeah mason and i went through all of them um and we were just sitting there i'm sitting there completely floored at the parallels between the women whose men showed up and having uh for the most part great expansive sex postpartum and the women whose husbands um opted out of showing up who you know, hadn't had sex in years or were having shitty sex or were not sexually attractive or we're having sex out of obligation and there was no there was none of that it's it is a safety thing and you know they are i don't think men realize but like birth and sex are the same energy for a woman you are opening you are opening to have power in your body and to move it through and you've got to be safe to do so um I, I do think it's important to speak on, like, you know, I I thought, <laughs> I think we both, maybe you didn't think, but this is also a new, a new topic. I thought we were having great sex for the most part before my free birth. And that's literally laughable now that I've free birthed and our sex life has become what it is now because it was not great before. Right. Well, you, yeah, there's realms that have opened now yeah because you feel safe there are realms that i've opened yeah and that's that's what i wanted i want to talk about well and i think too like going back to the whole just like starting topic of entering into free birth and what were the deciding factors of being able to let go and there's all those questions from the beginning type of thing i think if there was if in those tops in those talks and of those topics, if there was one where it was like, if you do this, like our sex life is going to be a lot better. Like we will have more sex with a lot better sex. I'd be like, oh yeah. Like, like it would okay. sway me easier. This is not a guarantee for anyone listening, but no, it's but definitely a possibility. Right, 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 right. I just want to throw that out there real no, quick as my no, disclaimer. No, I said it. <laughs> And I'm going to speak to why really quickly for um, the women listening and for the men, um, at least in my experience, was I had never, you know, growing up as a girl and a woman, there's the conditioning, there's, you know, the social, there's the media, whatever. I had never been safe in my body. It had never been safe for me to experience intensity. So when we were having sex before my free birth, Anytime I would meet intensity, I was like, oh, this is pain. Close down. No, stop. Done. Don't want to do it. Don't want to go there. Don't want to explore it. It's not safe. 
Um, during birth, I met my intensity. And you, how oh, I have chills. You were there. Mm-hmm. And you were smiling. And I was so... I was so safe to feel so intense. really emotional for the first time ever and that was my mantra you know as I remember I remember you walking in the room like tell me I'm safe as I'm in labor and you're like you're safe you're safe and um I'd be like oh yeah okay I'm safe this is safe to experience this and then we you know flip we're flip it now where we're like one and a half years postpartum and there still are moments you know I'm still working through my conditioning and my sexuality but there's sometimes these moments where like things in sex with you do become intense. And I can say that same thing again. Tell me I'm safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, you're safe. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm safe. This isn't like a, a, this isn't going to like, you know, intensity doesn't equal pain. It doesn't equal danger. It doesn't equal that I'm unsafe. And so, you know, when I realized that, oh, the tension in my body lets go. And these edges that I thought were pain are actually like, (laughs) they're actually pleasure. Like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) right. And so I think another thing too with that is when I was like, yeah, if you would have told me like better sex, more type of thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily that, but it could be almost like if there is maybe some issues in that department. (laughs) Um, the sex department <laughs> yes that aisle over there um, then maybe it could be like a catalyst to the healing of it mm. rather than just like being like the answer because mm. you could speed up whatever process needs to be healed through that trust through and that experience instead of, of no, but yeah instead of, instead of cementing the idea the that you're unsafe so Needless to say, sex is much better than it used to be. Yeah. And there's... There's a, there's a deeper connection, too, I feel like, in our relationship as well. Just even as a good oh, yeah. husband and wife, as mom and dad, you know? Yeah, I feel like, um, ooh, I want to talk about this, too. I feel like I trust you more to lead our family because you trusted me mm-hmm. to birth our baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm so much more willing to trust you as like a, a patriarchal leader, like mm-hmm. as the man that you are. Right. I don't and feel I, like I, I need feel, to mother you anymore. I feel more confident in that regard too. Mm. So and that definitely helps fatherhood and marriage as a whole, you know, to feel more in tune with being able to step into that role of leadership and make creating the safe space and, really what it means to hold the safe space. Um, mm. And just that I'm responsible. <laughs> no, just there's a responsibility and just like the owning the owning up and the manning up, so to speak. Because that's what it takes to be a father and a good husband is to be able to man up, to step up. Yeah, there is no there's no rite of passage. For a boy to become a man. 
And I think not in, in our, like a physical, tangible. Everybody does this yeah. way. We have, I mean, women have that. We have our first period and we have our birth. Like, we have these really physical, significant markers where, like, you know, you, you transition into a new period of your life. And yeah. I feel like um, for for boys to men, it is a hard a hard one because, you know, historically you'd go off into the woods for a, for a few days, fend for yourself. You know, you'd have your first hunt. You'd have your first kill. There'd be so many different things, but... You know, in this day and age, maybe you do just decide to man up and support your wild woman. Yeah, I mean, to some degree. I mean, rites of passages aren't black and white, you know. I mean, mm. they're really unique to each man and their experience. But I think this is definitely one of them for me. If it, it was something that I think years ago I wouldn't have realized how important it was also for me. As it is for you, and as it was for you. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I took away from the first experience, but on, like, the shadow side of it, where it was like, yeah, that ended up being really shitty for the both of us. Mm -hmm. For all three of us. Mm. And yet here we are, right? The trajectory of our marriage, of our life, of our family totally changed by by this free birth mm -hmm. and by us claiming sovereignty as a family. Whew. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that about rounds it all up. Mason, do you have any final advice for men feeling hesitant? Yeah, um, I, I do. And I think if you're anything like me where you're an internal processor and sometimes you need to like i said earlier get your footing and find a base before you can enter a conversation like this like you don't want to go in empty-handed don't know what you're talking about and so you steamrolled by birth videos and information because <laughs> that's not the masculine energy no man likes to be steamrolled like that mm. and this is the advice for the ladies listening don't yeah, steamroll your dude that too um, but no, it's, it's something that you should put some thought to every day. It, do it when you're working. Like if you're working and you have time to fucking think, just think about it. <laughs> just fucking so do it. <laughs> the most dude advice I've yeah, ever <laughs> No, 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 that's not, I'm, I'm, but it's legit. It is, but it's not exactly what I fully meant. You know how I don't have a way with words. Yes. Um, but no, th think about why you are feeling the way that you feel about these. Like, like I said, I knew that my feelings and fears and emotions negatively surrounding the whole experience weren't really rooted in much of anything. Um, and once I was kind of able to sit with that and come to the conclusion that there was nothing there, there was no depth to the fears, there was no true there's no truth behind it it was just fears for the sake of being fears and i guess the lack of knowledge and the brainwashing of fucking every portrayal of birth ever on tv and in movies and everywhere so just think about it <laughs> 
Just, no. <laughs> you're making me feel bad about it. No, it makes sense. I just... Think about why you're feeling the way you feel and really sit with, is this real? Am can I, I... Can I man up and overcome this? Do I want to maintain a good marriage with my wife? Do I want to have a healthy sex life? Are all of these things not in alignment with that? Can I pose it in a different way? Of course. Are you a man letting fear guide the choices you make for your family? That's even better. Yeah. yeah. Or are you going to be a man who lets... Are you going to be a man and trust your woman and be there and support her? Well, like the logic. I think there's a, there's a level to it that's like logic and also compassion and also like being able to to look at your fear like you you know you, i'm not even going to try to word it more than you already worded it but yeah okay last thing before we just get <laughs> last 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 thing just fucking have a conversation talk bring up yeah. the bring up the hard questions that are just be honest and like with curiosity and playfulness and openness it doesn't have to be this and, like and both sides need to understand yeah. that it's not going to be the first conversation. It's going to take a lot of conversations. It's not just, yeah, it's not just one. Hmm. Okay. And to respect each other's feelings. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Join us hmm. next time. As well, Mason will thanks be for listening. Join us next time as Mason will be interviewing fathers. the first of our many free birth fathers. <laughs>